to a Hope 103.2 podcast. Welcome to Everyday God Conversations with Tanya Harris. It's a place to reflect on the God conversations of Scripture, the ultimate God conversation in Jesus, and for you to hear firsthand from the Holy Spirit. Many of us grew up with the dream of marriage and family. For women, it may have been the pretty white dress and the happily ever after. For men, it may have been able to provide security and warmth in a loving home. Even though celibacy at times has been the revered option in history, today it seems to be the reverse, with romantic love the main focus of our TV shows, the songs on the radio, and the latest movies on our screens. We've almost made romantic love the most important thing in life. Yet the most recent statistics say there are more singles in our population than ever. In countries like Australia, the US and the UK, over 50% of us are widowed, divorced or unmarried. In the city where I live, 40% of households are single and the fastest growing household type in Australia is lone person households. I myself am one of those singles. For some, the dream remains, but for some others, it's become a bit of a nightmare. Society has its messaging around marriage and family, but what does God say? What does God say about the ideal family? Well, it's interesting that the founder of Christianity, Jesus, didn't have a natural family. He was single, and this was really unusual in his time for a Jewish rabbi to be single. In fact, there's an interesting story where someone says to him, you know, Jesus, your mother and your brothers are waiting outside for you. And then he asks the question, well, who are my mother and my brothers and my sisters anyway? And then he says, the one who does God's will is my family. What an interesting understanding of family. What was Jesus doing there? Well, I think what he was doing was pointing to a different type of family. He was talking about a different type of relationship, a spiritual relationship that went beyond blood relations. I often wondered if he had an interesting perspective on this, given that he was single and given that his natural family maybe didn't get it who he was. We see that it took a while for his half-brother James to finally catch on. But Jesus may have experienced some sort of rejection, at least from his own village and his family, and he pointed to this other type of relationship. Now, of course, we love God's ideal. God made people to be in family. But what Jesus is doing is he's saying it's not the defining goal of life. And he's pointing to the possibility of spiritual relationships that can even transcend the natural. And this is good news for people who don't find themselves in the ideal situation, who find themselves divorced or widowed or perhaps never married. Well, the truth is, of course, that we all need relationships. As humans, We're made to love and to be loved. In fact, we go back right to the creation account and Adam's standing there and he's feeling all alone as he sees the animals have partners and he doesn't. And God makes this statement, it's not good for humanity to be alone. We flourish best in loving relationship. And the good news is that God understands that and that God can provide for deep relationships that even can transcend the natural. 
He provides us with people who love us and who can be in relationship with us and who together we can follow the call of God with. I sometimes think a good way to understand this type of relationship is to think about the covenant relationships we see in Scripture. There's one, for example, with two people, David and Jonathan, and what we see here is this idea of mutual commitment and love and partnership. They protected one another. They had a covenant with one another. They stood up for each other. They believed in each other, and for Jonathan, even to the point of death. God wants every single one of us to experience the beauty and the depth of relationship. And Jesus reminds us that that relationship can come in many ways and that even those who don't have children, who don't have partners, can experience God's love and sanctifying process through the provision of people who are in covenant relationship with us. What we need to do is then believe and invest in them and protect them as we follow God's purposes together. Hey, thanks for listening to Everyday God Conversations today. It's been wonderful to have you with us. We'll see you next time. And don't forget to check out godconversations.com. Thanks for listening to Everyday God Conversations with Tanya Harris. Please subscribe to this podcast to get the latest from Tanya and also let your friends, colleagues and family know about it too. Our hope is for more people listening in and learning how to have everyday conversations with him. This is a Hope 103.2 production. Thanks for listening. Hey, I'm Ben McKeggan and the John 3.16 podcast dives deep into the world's most famous Bible verse. Join me and two New Testament gospel experts, Cass Quatche and Tom Habib, as we explore the magnificence of John 3.16. The John 3.16 podcast at hopepodcast.com.au or wherever you grab your podcasts.